let's look at the car company that makes some of the most high-performing and high-quality cars ever made. So, let's take a deeper look at their history and how they are today. Hello, this is Cars 101. I'm your host, Siddhartha Shendrakar. Let's get started. Just after World War II, Ferruccio Lamborghini started a business making tractors in Italy. Eventually, he started making air conditioning and heating systems and became wealthy. And he was a car enthusiast, so he started buying sports cars, including a Ferrari. He started experiencing mechanical issues with his Ferrari, so he decided to create his own rival supercar company and hired the former lead, lead engineer at Ferrari. So, Automobili Lamborghini was established in 1963 in Italy and in a factory near Bologna, which was an ultra-modern factory and one of the most high quality at the time. Of course, he was rich, so he could pay for that. That same year, Lamborghini de debuted its first car, the Lamborghini 350 GTV. It was a coupe with a 3.5 liter V12 engine. Wow. That's a huge engine, but isn't it weird that it's 3.5 liters? That was just how they were built. I mean, V12s nowadays are normally 5.96 liters. Just how they were built. The engine was one of the most high-quality engines in the world, and it was pretty successful, although, I mean, some may think 120 units was not a very successful model, but back in that day, that's pretty successful. So, after, he established the company's logo. Ferruccio's zodiac sign was the Taurus, so of course, I mean, it's a bull. So... All, most of the models were named relating to bullfighting. The Lamborghini Mura was named after Don Eduardo Mura, who was the breeder of fighting bulls. In 1966, the Lamborghini Mura was released. It was a mid-engine V12 that went 0-60 to 60 in 6.6 .6 seconds and went whopping 174 miles an hour. It was the fastest car in the world when it debuted and honestly revolutionized the car world. While that was happening, they also made the 400 GT, which succeeded the 350 GT, and it was Lamborghini's first four-seat car. In the following years, the Mira was overwhelming Lamborghini. Everyone was ordering it, and it gave Lamborghini a pretty good reputation. Life was great until 1969 when they didn't have any succeeding cars to its predecessors and they be started to become outdated. People were pressuring Lamborghini for new cars so of course they had to answer and they answered big. The newer Mira, also called the Mira S, offered a 370 horsepower engine, electric windows, air conditioning, and natural leather upholstery. Isn't that crazy? That's insane for the 70s, right? Like, some cars didn't even have electric windows until the 2000s. So, this was very luxurious. And air conditioning. Wow. So, it was a very extravagant car. Lamborghini made different cars in between, such as the Ilaris, Espada, and Drama that we won't talk about because they weren't as prevalent. 
But if you want to, you can look them up because they were also exceptional cars. They weren't as major in the history, but they still were pretty good. The next major car was the Lamborghini Countach. At the Geneva Auto Show, people didn't want to see any other car. It, it was so beautiful. Like, it was insane. People loved it. The Countach was named LP400 as its production name. So, like you see on the Aventador, you can see LP704 or even LP570, right? Those are all on um, LP570 is on the Gallardo, but uh, those stand for longitudinal posterior, meaning the engine was mounted lengthwise. So the Countach was a 4 liter 370 horsepower V12. It could go 192 miles an hour and went 0 to 60 in 5.3 seconds. That is very impressive for a car in the 70s. It's like no other car can would have been even close to doing that in the 70s. It's insane. So now this car is actually in great demand still, which is, I mean, I understand it. It's such a great car. People still want it um, and people still talk about it. So... In the early 70s, um, before before this car, of course, uh, Fruchot Lamborghini's tractor business experienced problems due to labor un union unrest and uh, sold his stake to the Swiss George's Henry Rossetti. And he retired to his vineyard. Then Rossetti sold it to his buddy Rene Lemire. Lamborghini maintained production and kept updating their cars, like the Mira in 1973. The Arab-Israeli war caused issues for cars, especially supercars. During that time, people thought that gas-guzzling supercars exploited too much of our natural resources and shall no longer be acceptable. Of course, emotions were high, so this was very extreme. So, of course, there were issues. Um... Lamborghini had to start releasing new cars, and it actually made the situation much better than it really could have been. In 1976, the company started running into issues and looked to collaborate with BMW Motorsport. But that didn't turn out really happening. By 1978, the only Lamborghini model in production was the Countach. The so Lamborghini tried making a new car because people, of course, wanted more cars. Look how well the Countach did. I want to know what the next car would be. The Athen, which didn't work out and Lamborghini was considered finished. The whole brand was considered finished by 1980. After a while, Jean-Claude and... Patrick Mimrin, the wealthy owners of a sugar empire in Senegal, decided to take over. In January 1981, Lamborghini, or Nuova Automobili Ferruccia Lamborghini, SPA, was back in business. They updated the Countach to a 4.7 liter V12 and 375 horsepower. And was pretty much indistinguishable from the previous Countach. Although it was costly, Lamborghini continued to develop the off-road model, which became the LM004. By this time, it had a 7-liter front-mounted V12 engine, and Pirelli collaborated 
Pirelli's, of course, a tire company, with Lamborghini to develop a new top-performing tire that could be used on any terrain, from asphalt to the sands of the great African deserts. This would become the Pirelli Scorpion. Lamborghini was back. In 1987, Lamborghini was taken over by Chrysler. With this collaboration came new materials and the ability to get more work done. In 1994, Chrysler sold Lamborghini to a bunch of Indonesian investors. In 1998, those investors then sold Lamborghini to Audi. In 2001, the Murcielago was made to succeed the high-sold Diablo. It had 580 horsepower, and sales boomed once it was released. Eventually, the Murcielago could be found in a Roadster version and have a much higher performance. Then in 2003, the Gallardo was released. It's 500 horsepower, V10, all-wheel drive, and could go up to 186 miles an hour. So, both cars would be hits, and what's funny is, both cars are still in demand today. Now that's the history of Lamborghini. Let's take a quick break. What I'd like to do now is give you a list of what distinguishes a sports car, a supercar, and a hypercar. The known definition of a hypercar is the top 1% of supercars. All hypercars are supercars, but not all supercars are hypercars. The Audi R8 is a supercar. The Bugatti Chiron is a hypercar. A hypercar is rare and limited. Supercars are mass-produced. The hypercars have normally a top speed of over 235 miles an hour, whereas supercars have between 200 to 234. Sports cars are more mass-produced than supercars and have a top speed not electronically limited of 180 to 199. Electronically limited means that they can't go past a certain speed because the maker has put a limit on it. Um, like a lot of Audis, can, uh, you can see that their top speed is 155 miles an hour. Why are they all 155 miles an hour? They can definitely go more than that. They're just limited. So hypercars are generally, they cost in the millions. Supercars are normally several hundred thousand. And sports cars, you can get less than $100,000. We will talk about Lamborghini's current cars, the Aventador, Huracan, and Urus. We will also talk about its limited edition cars, such as the Centenario, and we will also talk about some of the past models, including the Veneno and the Sesto Elemento. Let's go. Let's start out with my favorite car ever, the Aventador. The Aventador was released in 2011 and is still one of the most popular Lamborghinis. The cheapest trim is the Aventador S currently, which is about $417,826. It comes in a coupe and a convertible and has a 6.5 liter V12 with 730 horsepower. Its top speed is 217 miles an hour and goes 0 to 60 in 2.8 seconds. Wow. Pretty, pretty, pretty fast. The famous configurator lets you completely customize your Lamborghini and order it from the factory. That's also pretty, pretty cool or you I mean you can always just buy it from the dealership the sleekness of this car is impressive and the detail in this car is also noteworthy the aerodynamic shape has always been exceptional and it, of course it looks like a hypercar I mean of course I would consider it a hypercar most people wouldn't because it cannot go past 235 miles an hour well, I think that it, it, 
because the way the car handles and around turns, it should be considered a hypercar. I mean, what I find most wonderful is its sound. Yeah, it's fast and all, but the sound on this car is one of the best I've ever heard. Now, the Aventador S comes in the convertible, or Roadster, which is about $460,000. It's the same car, just convertible. But, the Aventador does come in a new type of beast, the Aventador SVJ. SVJ literally just means it's straight up faster. The SVJ has different limited editions other than the regular SVJs, such as the SVJ 63, where only 63 were made, featuring different colors and finishes with the extensive use of carbon fiber. Carbon fiber, if you didn't know, is a polymer that is strong and lightweight. It is five times stronger than steel and twice as stiff, of course making it more expensive and is mainly used on cars that are designed to perform. A lot of hypercars, even like the Pagani Huayra, is full out. The full outside is carbon fiber. So, yeah, full exterior is carbon fiber. So, of course, the F SVJ comes at a nice hefty cost of $526,854. That's about 760 horsepower, with, of course, the 6.5 liter V12. And it has a reduced 0-60 time of 2.7 seconds. Of course, different additions can be tuned, but this is just the base. Next car, the Lamborghini Huracan. Currently, the Huracan is known as the Huracan Evo. Although $261,274 is a lot of money, this car is one of the cheaper Lamborghinis. It is a 5.2 liter V10 with 630 horsepower and 442 pounds feet of torque. It goes 0 to 60 in 3 seconds with a top speed of a whopping 202 miles an hour. It is designed based on the Y-shaped styles of the Countach. This is one of the most popular Lamborghinis currently, mainly because of its price. The Huracan Evo comes in a convertible for $20,000 more. The next trim is the Evo rear-wheel drive. Most supercars are rear-wheel drive. Most people get the convertible, or as uh, as Lamborghini calls it, the Spider. Sometimes they'll call it the Roadster. It starts at $233,000, so much less than the all-wheel drive, which was the previous. Of course, the all-wheel drive provides more power and traction. The rear-wheel drive has 601 horsepower, 413 pounds of pounds-feet of torque, and goes 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds. It is slower, but a lot more people like it because it is also much cheaper. Uh, overall, I mean, it's just like any Lamborghini, high performance, high quality, but people get this car to have a Lamborghini. Quite honestly, I'd rather get a Porsche 911 Turbo S. But if you want the name Lamborghini and the full package of a Lamborghini, that is slightly slower and less powerful, then go ahead, get the Huracan. But the Turbo S gives more power and goes 0 to 60 faster. But, I mean, if someone's asking what car I have and I say Lamborghini, they will be more amazed than saying you have a Porsche. I mean, it's just reputation. Next, the Urus. 
the Urus is one of the fastest SUVs in the world. It has a whopping 641 horsepower and 627 pounds-feet of torque with a huge twin-turbo 4-liter V8 that goes 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds. It can also reach 189 miles an hour, but all this is costing you $222,000. The Urus can hold between 4 and 5 people. There are different configurations for that. But, I mean, the interior looks like a space shuttle. Like, it's really out of this world. It has a very sleek and sporty exterior. The next trim is the Urus Pearl Capsule. It has 23-inch rims and a more sporty look, which is basically it. Honestly, there's not too much to say about this car. It competes with cars such as the Aston Martin DBX and the, some say the Bentley Bentayga and uh, Rolls-Royce Cullinan, but honestly, this car isn't as luxurious as them and it's more powerful. I'd actually put it side by side with the Tesla Model X. The Tesla Model X is like, is about $100,000 less. And it still goes 0 to 60 almost a second faster. I mean, the Eurus obviously has the Lamborghini engine sound and, you know, it goes to a higher top speed. But that's only if you're going to take it to the track, right? If someone's going to ask me what car I have and I say Lamborghini, they're obviously going to be more amazed than if I said Tesla. So, Next, the limited edition cars. Let's first talk about the Lamborghini Centenario. It has 759 horsepower going 0 to 60 in 2.8 seconds with a top speed of 217 miles an hour. It has a 6.5 liter V12. I mean, it this car left me speechless when I saw it. It's, it's insane. It looks so futuristic and has one of the best sounds, best engine sounds ever. It costs $1.9 million and only 40 were built. It is truly a menacing car and handles fantastically. They also added Wi-Fi and Apple CarPlay, which isn't on many of the previous Lamborghinis, but uh, most people say Ferruccio wouldn't care, but it can be useful, especially when you're paying almost $2 million. Many people consider this a hypercar because of its cost and rarity. I do too. It is a great handling car, even with a low top speed of 217 miles an hour. Next, the Veneno. For Lamborghini's 50th anniversary, Lamborghini made the Veneno. When it was introduced, it cost $4 million. It had a 6.5 liter V12 generating 740 horsepower and 509 pounds feet of torque. It goes 221 miles an hour and goes 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds. It looks like a spaceship, honestly. It's, it's really cool. If you see it, you'd completely freeze. The original price of the Roadster is $4.5 million. Five were built for the coupe, where only three were made for customers, and the Roadster, nine Roadsters were built. Now, of course, since it is so limited, it would sell at an auction for about nine and a half million dollars. You know, Lamborghini made this car such a beauty. So well designed, every little detail was carefully thought out and made so nicely. Finally, the Lamborghini Sesto Elemento. 
The Sesto Elemento only weighs just above a ton. Of course, with this lightweight, it can go 0 to 60 in 2.4 seconds. It has a 5.2 liter V10, generating 562 horsepower and 398 pounds-feet of torque. It has a top speed of 186 miles an hour. Now, that seems like a pretty slow car for a Lamborghini. 186 miles an hour? Well, in fact, it's extremely fast, especially around turns. It's very agile. And it handles very well. It costs $2.2 million. However, the factory-made version is not street legal. Then you may ask, why do I bring this up if it's not street legal? Well, you can convert it to being street legal. How? Well, the car does not have airbags, so you would have to find a way of putting airbags in. And the seats aren't really seats. They're just chassis-lined cushions. Well, that's all, folks. Hope you enjoyed. See you next time on Cars 101.